When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Joe Doherty in the chair tonight, uh, filling in for Nigel Rothband. And I've got two guests. I've got Stuart Brodkin. Hello. And Dave Hodgson. Good evening. How are we, lads? All right. Brilliant. All right, yeah, good. Powered by energy drink. Yes. <laughs> yes. Not the best way to be, but... Anyway, this week we've finally got something positive to talk about on the podcast. I mean, yes, we've won our last few games debatable whether or not they were convincing. You know, West Ham was a bit iffy. Villa was not a great result in a way. Spurs, yeah, we played quite well. But this weekend, we've finally shown the city of last season. Do you agree? I do, yes. I'm not sure. I left the game uh, right on the whistle. Was there a proper game played afterwards? Because that was the friendly, presumably, against QPR. I mean, it it was like a a practice match in a way, but we made it like a practice match. The one good thing I have to say is that they had to come out, they had to win the game. If every team came to the Etihad in that mode, we would win the league by 24 points. Correction, if every crap team came to the Etihad and played like that. Okay. Because you've got all the sort of the. You're at your most teams like that. I was actually really worried about that game because I looked. <laughs> no, but seriously, I looked at our last three games. I thought Swansea and Southampton, yeah, they've both been really good this season, but no, they've got nothing to play for. While QPR. Well, they've got nothing of any merit to play for. Swansea can still get Europa League. Could they? They are, I believe, is it three points off Spurs in sixth? Okay, fair enough. But not to the same extent that QPR had something to play for. Oh no, 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 sure. And I thought, you know, it could be like the last game of the last, you know, the great day where we played QPR. But the difference being, they need to win more than we needed to win. So. It's really important, and I, could, I wasn't have been surprised. I thought we'd win maybe 2-1 or 3-2 again or something, but no, we absolutely annihilated them. And frankly, in my opinion, with a performance like that, you don't deserve to be in the Premier League. That's how you play when you yeah, dance on the yeah, line. true. I think, I mean, again, my standard sort of pessimism creeping in here, this game is not something we can say too much about City with because QPR were so bad. True. I mean, we can't... We, we, we were good, we had some really solid performances, but the things that stand out for me is just how woeful QPR were in, in particular, particular key areas. Yeah. You know, centre-back, centre-midfield, and what the, this wing-back system just doesn't work for them. I don't know why they're trying it. But yeah. I'll tell you what, before the game, it, it's sad to say, because he's a former hero of mine when I was a kid, but... When I saw Richard Dunn and Clint Hill in their centre-backs, you know, two of the slowest players in the league, and then you think, put Aguero's going to have them for breakfast. Yeah, he and did, he did yeah. didn't he? He did. You know, first but this is the same QPR team, not necessarily the same player for player, that lost 1-0 at Chelsea, 89th minute. I rest my case. Yeah. The entertainers at Stamford Bridge. Exactly. But, this is, but, you know, the same QPR team, I was... Again, I was surprised, not only because they didn't look up for it on a game where they needed to win, but also, 
this season against better teams, they have you know they've looked better. You know, against us at Loftus Road, they got a very respectable two-all draw. Okay, we weren't really on it that night, and Aguero really bailed us out. <clears throat> but it was still a good result for them, and uh, you know they've also they, they should have got a draw at Liverpool last week, and they were unlucky, as you said, unlucky to lose to Chelsea. So yep. I was surprised by that. I think the problem with QPR is they've got too many has-beens in the team that they overpay that wouldn't get a gig anywhere else in the Premier League. I think QPR this season, it was, it was quite an interesting selection policy of how they brought players in, and it was very different to how, it, how it's been for a lot of clubs. Because people always try and strike this balance between long-standing Premier League experience, you know, the calm heads to help you through the campaign, but infuse that with some young, hungry players with maybe a bit more physicality, a bit more pace, you know, etc., but what you saw of QPR this year, Ferdinand, Dawn, Wright, Phillips, Barton, you've got these, this sort of team from yesteryear, yeah. and there just wasn't the energy to really, you know, to ever impose themselves on games. So what you often saw was tired old players, rather than players being motivated by this experience. Talking of old players, we are officially the oldest team in the Premier League, with an age, an average age of all our teams through the season, 28 years, 300 and something days, 50-odd days. Yeah, it's nearly 29. I noticed that as well. When we played Liverpool, their average age... And they well, they're much, us. much younger, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 21 and stuff. Something like that, yeah. It's quite... It's, quite it's a bit worrying. We, should, we pointed this out before. Of course. I'm sure we'll sort it out next yeah, season. Hopefully, so yeah, hopefully. So, uh, as you say, QPR were absolutely dire, but, you know, take nothing away from our forms. I thought we were really good. So, 6-0, which goal did you like best? Silvers. Silvers, yeah. Was absolutely breathtaking. The way he had two touches, he fainted to his right and put the ball in. Totally agree. He, his, his balance, a lot of people talk about Aguero's balance. He's very, got a very low centre of gravity. Silver is equally balanced. I mean, he's just a perfect footballer, really, in that sense. Well, not only was that good, but what else I liked about that goal was Bonnie <laughs> yeah, came on ba- and played really well. Like, was, back the back here was sensational, yeah. And he was so unlucky not to get a goal himself. Yeah. Was, well, he could have had a couple, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. The one where he hit the post was a really, really it was impressive. was a great oh, shot. Oh, that would have been a yeah. I mean, how much power he got in that from, a, you know, from, from the position he was in was really quite impressive. And it's something that we all admired at Swansea. Haven't seen from him at City yet. But you just sense maybe there's a little bit of confidence coming into his game and, you know, he's going to be able to start next season. You know, if, he's, if he can start next season confident and feeling that he is going to score rather than sort of how we saw him midway through the season, you know, I, th- I think he could, be a, he, he could be like a new signing yeah. this summer. Absolutely. I mean, if he hadn't gone to the African Cup of Nations, he could have done a lot for us in the latter part of this season. You know? I mean, I'm, not, I'm not worried about Bonnie the way I'm worried about certain other people in our squad. I'm <laughs> sure he'll be a second season player. In it, the, the concern with Bonnie for me is his first touch is fairly poor. And you, yeah. I, I saw this on a couple of occasions. You know, he'd, try, he'd, he'd try and control the ball and you know, it would land about five, six yards in front of him. Sometimes with QPR, he got away with that because yeah. their marking is a whole other thing. I could do a whole Alan Hansen on <laughs> QPR this weekend. But he, against the teams who are going to really put pressure on you, you think the, the sort of intensity of some of the pressuring, you know, we saw it like against Barcelona, for example, yeah. you know, he would not be afforded that space. And it's something that he's really going to have to work on with this step up. I'm sure he will work on it. And I'm sure he'll be a much, much better player, like you say, second season. I think, yeah, I think there are other people in our squad who you look at and you think, are they going to be there next season? Probably not. You know, your Jovetiches, your Jekos, yeah. even your Nazaris. But Bonnie, now nah, he'll be fine. Yeah, I but, hope so. Yeah, and the other thing with QPR, actually, going back to them, 
was what I've noticed this season is they've signed a lot of they signed some great players, but they were still using, like you said, Dave, the Premier League experience and that that you know the old core. And you know they signed Eduardo Vargas last summer. You know who anyone who plays FIFA will know he's one of the best players <laughs> to buy. But um, no, but watching him at the World Cup in the summer, I thought, wow, he really is as good, as, good yeah, yeah. as I play as him. And um, when I heard QPR got him, I was quite surprised because you know your Liverpools were after him in the summer. But uh, I just can't get how he hasn't played that much because every time he has played in little cameos, he's scored goals. They have had a lot of injuries. They've also, they're also one of the two teams that we discussed before the programme that brought in a manager who has no Premier League experience, John Carver being the other one. And, and their results have just shown that you do need to be in the Premier League you know, for a year or two to actually be a manager. Mm. You know, a first-season manager in the Premier League, God help him. Well... You say that, but... Pellegrini was think, first season. Yeah, no, but I don't think Gary Monk had, had ever managed in the Premier League. Wasn't he always all, like an assistant manager? And look how well he's done at Yeah, Swansea. he has done well. But a better setup than either Newcastle or QPR. No, of course. But... On and off the field. The other thing I, I really noticed with QPR is certainly at the start of the season, everyone was talking about Austin, the Redeemer, this player who's going to save their season and do all these wonderful things for them. But he, he suffered very much in that game from what I call Inzaghi syndrome. Remember Fergie said Inzaghi was born offside. Yeah. Austin offside <laughs> every time he got the ball. Yes. And he doesn't actually contribute that much to their play. No, he, he's a, a bit finisher. of a goal hanger. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. And if that's the play you're pinning your hopes on, yeah, it's great if you actually are creating chances. But the moment you stop creating chances, you, know, you are basically playing with ten men. Now the reason Vargas should have played more this season, because he can do... Both. Unless he's injured, they did have a lot of injuries. He, he was think. injured at the game, so I'm yeah. not going to have a go. But yeah, if he yeah. played more, he could have been a difference between them staying sure. up and going down. Is the other thing. So on on the subject of going down, obviously we've got QPR were relegated as well as Burnley at the weekend, despite their win. You know, you, maybe you feel sorry for Burnley in a way you don't feel sorry for QPR, despite maybe being a bit bitter that they beat us. But you know that's happened. The top four is now pretty much nailed on with United somehow beating Crystal Palace at the weekend. <laughs> you know, the positions aren't maybe secure, certainly in the top four, because you know, City can still finish anywhere between second and fourth if, if we don't win our next two games. But that makes me think, last season there were four teams, until about March there were four teams in the run-in, and then you know, in the last game of the season there were still two, OK, we more or less wrapped it up but there were still two in the running and obviously 2012 we're never going to forget how great it was that 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 really went down to the wire so I'm going to put to you this do you think this season's been quite a boring predictable season because we've known all these things are going to happen for weeks well it's been a bit predictable for us since New Year's Day when we were top Um, we just went downhill after that as we all know Um, we've come back a bit obviously in the last four games but yes, it has been predictable because I think Chelsea are basically a, a bit machine-like. They're not very entertaining, as we've already said. Um, they know when to shut up shop. They score a goal and they defend it. And they're very good at that. But I don't think that's a great watch, to be honest. No. But, you know, their fans will, will disagree with me. And, and I'm sure, you know, you will agree with me and they will, they will say, well, we won the title. You know, it's well, boring. They're, they're so right, what? But... You know, last season the top two teams were two fantastic entertainers, yeah, yeah. and Arsenal were in there for a long time, and they were great sure. entertainment. You know, last season everyone was mostly just glad Chelsea didn't win because they were at the top four last year. They were the one team that didn't want to play good football. Yeah. Last do, you, season, do you think that Chelsea will do it again next season in the same style? I have no idea. Yes, 
You do? I do. I think there's there's even more to come from that team. I can't imagine Mourinho isn't going to strengthen. I... No, I don't, I don't mean that. I don't mean they won't try to win it or be very, very high up in the league all season. Will they play the same type of football? Oh, right, yeah, probably. Yeah. It, it, Mourinho won't fix something that isn't broken. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, back to what you were saying about the way the season's panned out, it's been a case of... Diff- it's, Chelsea have had a super strong season, and I, I realise I wax lyrical about them every time I'm on here. Yeah, but, you know, concerning. You, well, I know, but you look at the sort of the four teams you would have said at the start of the season could post a credible challenge to them: City, United, Liverpool, Arsenal. Yeah. All of them have been hit by some sort of crisis at some point. City hit poor form and couldn't recover from it. Liverpool have had have just struggled without Suarez all season. It, in they, fact, they've had one good run, haven't they? Yeah, exactly. I mean, they've been. He he, he did two roles, and he scored the goals, and he and he created chances. He was. He was everything they've been trying to work, work that out and it just hasn't worked for them. Arsenal have been recovering from an awful start to the season and put together this wonderful run of form ended last night. But, you know, it was still, they've still been battling for that consistency that they've been missing in recent seasons. And then you've got United, who we thought were going to have far more of a crisis than they did, but somehow have started to grind results out and looking, looking a bit more of a Ferguson-esque team, dare I say. But really, that's been the thing. You've been look, exposing all the sort of foibles of these individual teams. Yeah. And, you know, well, Ch- Chelsea have been the one who've come out as the least weak rather yeah, than yeah. this super strong. Well, when everyone was saying Chelsea aren't playing well, maybe they'll slip up. They were still winning games. They were just yeah. winning them 3-2 rather than like either a, comp- either a very secure 1-0 or smashing someone. Like, you know, there was a run where they won 3-2 at Hull and they drew with Southampton and... It, it made it was even more frustrating for us because you're thinking we should have been up there and challenging. They've been the best team, but they've not been ten points clear the best team. No, they haven't. That's what no. I'm saying. No right? way, no way. No. I think I agree. I think Chelsea have deserved to win the league this season. I think man for man, they've been the best team. You know, the PFA team of the year. While there are a couple of players who question their involvement in it, speaks volumes about their squad. But the thing is, is Arsenal fans say, oh, we should have been closer to the title, but, you know, you had a poor start. We can say we should have been closer, and, you know, it's very frustrating for us because, you know, we've been fighting for the top, we've been fighting with the, the three after top, but, you know, we've, we've got to face facts. We had a really shit run, didn't we? Absolutely, yeah. So, in, in terms of the top four, um, the start of the season, it, was na- it looked nailed on. Everyone said Chelsea would be first, and it looked nailed on, we'd be second. People thought we'd be closer to Chelsea, but... Obviously we aren't, but you know it looked like we'd be second and then scrapping out the third and fourth. And then for a few weeks it looked like we were going to finish fourth and United and Arsenal and then Arsenal Arsenal second. And after last night's result, that's obviously thrown the cat amongst the pigeons again. So I want to ask you, how do you think the top four will pan out next season? Next season? Sorry, this season. This season, right. Over the next couple of weeks, I mean. Well, I think if United, the scum, um, get a point against Arsenal, we're second. I think that's... Beyond well, any you doubt. Beat Swansea, yeah, exactly. Well, I think that's a big assumption, to be honest. Well, yeah, they've been playing well. We are odds on to beat them. We should be odds on to beat them. But anyway, I think that's a crucial game. They can't both win. Uh, is it on Saturday or Sunday? I'm not sure. Anyway. I wouldn't watch Sunday. Uh, Sunday, yeah, yeah. We're, we're the first game, aren't yeah, yeah. and they're the second. Okay, uh, we're with a warm-up act. But, um, you know, they both can't win. If one wins, if Arsenal win, it makes it very difficult for us to be second. If United win or draw, then we should finish second, I think. 
Yeah, I'd agree with you. I think it will probably finish Chelsea, obviously top. Us second, Arsenal third, United fourth. Dave, I think that's I think that's fair. I, I can see it panning out that way. I think we we will get second. I'd say on the balance of it, Arsenal have probably been maybe more deserving of it across the season. But we does it matter? Uh, well, I'd rather not finish fourth. No, I'd rather finish. I want to finish ahead of the scum, but. Finishing second or third doesn't make any difference well, in terms of the Champions League. The There's Champions a few League. million pounds possibly difference. All, all us finishing above Arsenal will do is stop them having an open-top bus parade around Islington <laughs> holding up silver medals. <laughs> Mr Wenger once said fourth is a trophy. What's second then? The Champions League? The treble? Could be, yeah. So, yeah. He'll have okay, a special let's... plate made and he'll... <laughs> well, let's hope you finish second then. fourth's great, then what's second in an FA Cup? Fantastic for them. Uh, so, uh, obviously, this weekend, I've got a couple of players to discuss in terms of individual awards this season. The first is Sergio Aguero. Odds on to win the Golden Boot now. Absolutely, they've stopped betting on it. He's, I think he's four goals clear oh, or five okay. goals clear. Yeah. And yeah. The, the other teams, have, the other players have got two games, but he can score again as well, so please God he will. And do you agree it's a complete farce he wasn't in the PFA team of the year? Totally, yeah. yeah. But d- does that matter to us? Nobody likes us. We don't care. Yeah. We're the new Millwall. But I'm just thinking it's, it's good that we'll have someone win the Golden Boot loss because I don't think we've... I mean, Tevez won it joint with Berbatov yeah. a few years ago, but I don't yeah. think we've really had a proper sort of out-and-out Golden Boot winner in recent years. I mean, Talking of Berbatov, there was a story in one of the papers this morning that Bournemouth, under their very shrewd manager, Eddie Howe, were trying to sign Berbatov. Cannot agree with that. I can't agree I with like that. Howe and I like Bournemouth, but... I, I don't like Berbatov. That would be a good move at all because he would go into that club and think, I am, like, think what he did at Fulham. And Fulham then were probably a lot better than Bournemouth are now. And I think that would be a terrible decision. They Absolutely. Need to, they need to build a team around their spirit and maybe bring in one or two. Yeah. They, need, they need Danny Ings, not Dimitar Berbatov. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. You know? exactly. I would go, if I was Bournemouth manager now, I would look at the teams that are going down. I mean, if, if Hull go down, have a look at Ndoy. If Newcastle go down, maybe have a look at a couple of their players. And take a look at Leroy Fair from QPR, because yes, I think I've... he is a very good player. Well, I was coming to QPR, and I said the only three players from that squad who I think could he could stake a good claim for staying in the Premier League are Leroy Fair... Robert Green. Not Robert Green. I'm no, okay. I think he's all right, but... I don't think he's. I don't think. What I mean is, I don't think he's necessarily like entitled to be a Premier League player. I think Vargas, if he doesn't go back, should stay in the Premier League. If he's going to stay Austin. in Austin, uh, yeah, I was going to say Charlie Austin because yes, you say Dave. You know, he's offside a lot, but he's still a good finisher and a good. 15 I won't argue with that. I also quite like Matt Phillips, and I think there's there's more to come. Yeah, from Phillips. Him, yeah that's a shout. Mm. Matt Phillips is a good player, and I would have said Junior Hoylet before this season. Yeah, he's disappointed. Although, to be fair, Can we stop discussing QPR and start discussing City? Yeah. <laughs> Please. The other this was like match of the day again. <laughs> they, they gave us about half a second. Uh, Mark, what's his name? Lawrenson? Lawrence. He looks more and more dishevelled every week. I don't know whether he's sleeping rough or something, but he, he said something like they should have been playing that system all season that raises lots of questions about Pellegrini or the manager. And then they discussed QPR for half an hour. Yeah, you know we only scored six. You know, yeah. maybe we needed to score ten. We were doing a Peterson. Kevin Peterson needed to score five hundred apparently <laughs> to get in the England team. Sorry, what's this? Yeah, cricket. Oh, never mind. Oh no. <laughs> uh, yeah, but another player this 
the last few weeks who, you know, he played well at QPR, against QPR. Another player I think has played really well, he's only played consistently last week, is Kolarov. Yeah, yeah, correct. improved I'm, greatly, yeah. I'm not just saying that because he scored, he's now scored two very good free kicks, although they are brilliant, we know he can do them. But what I like about Kolarov is one thing we've, you know, we've lacked all the season is real sort of penetration from the wings. Yes, we've got quick wingers, but we haven't got one who can deliver a telling cross. And Kolarov, while he's a, I know he's a left back, he get in a team like this, you're going to get forward a lot. He's the, in my opinion, he's the best crosser in the club. And I think he, in terms of fullbacks, I think he's the best fullback crosser in the league. He's better than Navas. <laughs> I'm better Not at crossing much. than Navas. Yeah, and. Um, but also at Spurs last week, I thought he actually defended really well. He did, yeah. I thought Zabaleta is playing a lot better in the last few weeks, yes, few games. I think, I think Zabaleta's actually looked better for Kolarov playing. I think it, Possibly, it, it, yeah. he gets this feeling that he, you know, he can attack a bit more. The system changes a little bit. Yeah. Maybe Clichy's a little more conservative. Kolarov will bomb forward. Go up, and you know yeah, exactly go what forward, he's going to yeah. do. Great Clichy header, by the way. Election results, then. <laughs> the great clearance, clearing header from, clearance header from Zabaleta. That diving header. Oh, yeah. Superb. Well, it's interesting because last season, though, between them, they got about 15 assists last season. That was a real thing that everyone used to say yeah. about us. Was the best thing about City is how good their fullbacks are at attacking. And, you know, they can get goals, they can get assists. Haven't seen it as much this season because obviously we've had Clichy in, Sanya. Yes, he can cross, but he, Not he's, as good. he's good for a big striker. And our big striker happens to be Dzeko. <laughs> And, um, but yeah, uh, but last season they were saying about how good it was, and the game that stood out where we missed that was. Do you remember the Wigan game last year that we lost? They pushed their wingers forward yeah. for the game to stop our fullbacks, and it really affected us. So I think that's been another player I want to discuss because, despite the fight, we've been slated all season for having a shit defence, and this player still gets slated for mistakes he made last season. Despite the fact he's done nothing wrong this season, in fact he's been outstanding this season and could yet win the Golden Glove is Willy Caballero. Sorry, Joe Hart. <laughs> so, yeah, he's been good. He has been good. How many clean sheets is that now? Nine. He's on thirteen. Oh, thirteen. Sorry, which yeah. is joint top with Forster, who's injured, so he isn't going to get any more. No, um, he's not going to let any more in though either. True. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, well, he. If the, Never the <laughs> Fabianski's up there, a Swansea, of course. So if he had a, a good game. He had a good game last night. Shoot. I thought. Yes, he's a, he's had a good. He's another keeper that's left a, left being second fiddler, yes. big club, got and done well team. elsewhere. Yeah, well, look right. at Pantilimon. Yeah, he's doing well. I think if we if talking about City's defence again, one player who I think had a bad start to his career at City, but has be, has been far over criticised for what he's actually done. Certainly, the last few games, I think he's actually been quite good. Is Mangala? Mm. I think we're starting to see the player that. We shelled all that money out for you know the player we saw as one of the best defensive prospects in Europe. I think he's quite composed, he's powerful, and he's quick. I think he's another one who maybe like Bonnie is going to have a very good season next year. And pe- a lot of people have already written him off, but I think him and Company, particularly if Company's motivation—not motivation—what do I mean? Confidence comes back. Yeah. You know, we those two could become a really strong, quick partnership. And again, I think you know a, a solid defence which the team are trusting again will give everyone a lot more. Stat, we have never lost a game with Di Michaelis and Mangala oh, I knew you were as our back two. But yeah, that's, that's really interesting. true. Never, no, well, no, not lost. We lost against United, but they were playing second half together. Not in a whole game, together. no, starting lineup. But yeah, you're right. It's 
But you sometimes feel like when company is being rash, not confident, he, he could bring out the worst in a young fella. Yeah. Whereas Demichelis, he's very calm. He's a good organiser. He, you know, he's got that offside track. Good handball on, on Sunday. Yeah, that was great handball. Yeah, it was, it was a unfortunate for Mangala the time he came in, the time we were trying to bed him into yeah. the team. The state. I'm still not sure about his positional uh, sense. Um, I get the feeling that he can be out of position too, rather too much. So he needs a very strong guy alongside him to, to pull him out sometimes, you know, get him out of trouble. But I think he is strong, he is athletic, he's quick, like you say. He nearly scored against yeah, QPR. He should, should have scored. He should have scored, really. But the ball was a little bit... Behind him, I think, slightly. Yeah. Going back to Martin Demichelis, this season, like people, people who have clubs with clubs with poor centre backs, or who have had a lot of poor centre backs, there's always that one centre back that they've looked at to make the maybe the poorer ones look better. You know, Chelsea fans have said for years when they've had poorer centre backs. You know, obviously now they've got two fantastic ones. They've said if Terry's playing, that centre back looks better. A few years ago, when Arsenal were relying on Squilacci, they'd say, Vermarlin makes him look better. And, you know, maybe Demichelis is that centre-back for us, because yeah. even earlier in the season, when we won at Sunderland, he played with Boyata, and even Boyata looked all right in that game, because, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really glad Demichelis is staying next season, because he really is sort of like a calming influence on the rest of the squad. Very experienced player. I'd love to have seen him in his pomp. I think he, he was a great, he's got great control, I think. For a, for a back, you know, for a defender. Well, I remember watching him play for Argentina, not the last World Cup, the one before yeah. that, and he was a rock-solid yeah, defender. Yeah, he is, yeah. It's, again, I, I hate to bring this guy up on the podcast, but it's almost a bit like, you know when Ryan Giggs realised he wasn't quick anymore? Oh, no. Get out. Go away. <laughs> yeah, go on. It's, it's, the, it's the same thing. Demichelis realised midway through last season, he's, he isn't quick. He's not, the, he's not as quick as he used to be, and he's got to change his game around that. And he's reinvented himself, and he's done it really well. I think you know. I think he's he's really turned himself into a different sort of defender, but a defender that is really reliable and has been has been a real sort of. He's been so important for us this season, while we've had so much uncertainty at the back. Yeah. Well, he's been he's sort of been the one who's consistently there all season, hasn't he? I can't think of, he hasn't been injured much this season. No, he's not really. Suspended. No. You know, we've had company was out for a bit and got dropped. And, um, you know, Boyata's played his, had his moments. Nastasic <coughs> vanished. Mangala got... Still on our books, by the way. No, he's not, because they've bought him, Schalke. They've bought the rights I now. Thought, I thought they haven't bought him yet. Well, maybe reading that today him. somewhere. That they, I think they... They will buy him at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah well, I don't want to... I think they've exercised the right. Have they? Okay, yeah, fine. You know, they've, they've used one the of the best... The Grado might be coming back. Really? He's only scored about four goals in about 27 games. It'll, it'll be a legal battle because they're obliged. Yeah, they, yeah, they, want, they have to sign him, apparently. Yeah, mm. but, yeah well, uh, he, won't, he won't be back. was saying the other day that, you know, the main reason he left City wasn't necessarily his family or anything. It was just that he felt Pellegrini had lost confidence in yeah. him. And in many ways, you could say he did because <coughs> he... Uh, I think I actually got annoyed about the way Negredo was treated last season. The same way I am this season about Nasri is Negredo only actually went about three or four games without scoring before suddenly he was dropped, Dzeko scored one goal, suddenly he's the main man. Yeah. It's the same this season with Nasri. Nasri was fine at the start of the season. He got injured, he came back, did well, filled David Silva's role for a bit, did a good yeah, job there. Did, yeah. He had one bad game against Liverpool, suddenly he's out of the team. Yes, it was a very poor game, 
but he's out of the team like that when you've got other players in the team who have four or five or six bad games before they have to be dropped. That said, some you know certainly at the moment we're probably in the best form we've been in in the second half of the season. And I think a lot of it's down to the formation change, which we've been talking about and talking about needed to happen. I'm not sure I'd bring Nasri back in right now. No, I don't think I would either, but there were times earlier in the season when Navas was being started incessantly and you just yeah. it didn't take an idiot to know he wasn't good enough. And, it, and what Navas would be good at, in my opinion, is as a sort of an impact player. Like Stat, yep. 42 attempts on goal, no goals. He Navas. scored one goal this season. Not in the league. No, he scored it in the Capital I'm Cup. talking about Premier League. We only do oh, Premier right. League stats. Well, what, because we were so crap in every other competition? Yes, this is true. <laughs> Premier League's... Well, actually, I think our ch- the Champions League was our best competition in a way, because the one we went out of with the most dignity... I wish we'd finished second in that instead. Yeah. <laughs> We'd have been playing tonight. Well, yeah. Well, it's, it's certainly the competition we went out of, but kept our dignity intact. Something like that. <laughs> you know, it was Barca, not Talk about next week, Swansea. Yeah. Um, so we've got Swansea away at the weekend. You know, it's a tough game. We won there last season by three goals to two in a very backwards-forwards game, although it wouldn't have been 3-2 without a certain centre-forward who's now with City. <laughs> um, so, your thoughts? Obviously, I thought it was going to be quite an easy three yeah. points, but after last night, you think... But yeah, but they played well in the sense that they defended magnificently. But yeah. attacking-wise, they, they didn't offer a lot. And, um, you know, the, the law of the returnee could come into force here with... with uh, with Bonnie scoring it against reminds, his old club I and f- then not celebrating. I don't mind that. I feel it's going to be like that game in 2008 when we played Portsmouth and we signed Ben Jarney. Ben Jarney had done nothing yeah. apart from scoring yeah, the winner at Old correct. Trafford. Then suddenly had the game of his life right. and scored one of the goals. And there you go. I, I think I think we'll we'll be lucky to draw, to be honest, because I think Swansea have got far more to play for than us. Swansea can see the Europa League. They keep. You know, it's that moment in press conference. Can you get the Europa League? And the manager denies it, which means he's clearly that's what he's thinking about. I think they'll be tired <laughs> after last night. Possibly. Well, part Perhaps. of the thing was last night they defended well and yeah. ground out the result, but I can't see them doing that at home. Yeah, they can't. They won't do that at home. But give us a chance. You know. The Swansea have always been a club that have built their team round playing good football, and you know when Rogers that should suit that. us. Yeah, no, I think. I don't think they'll. We won't beat them six 0 of course, because they're not as chronically inept as Queens Park Rangers. But can I get a prediction for the game, out you, Stuart? Two one. Two one. The most predictable prediction ever, Dave. One all. One all. I'm going to go for three two again. I think it'll be a really good back and forward game. And you know, since Bonnie's gone, Gomez has filled that role really good. Well, I think that's about everything for tonight. Um, so, before I go, I'd just like to thank Dave. Thanks for coming. Thank you very such much. Short notice as well. <laughs> and Stuart, thanks for coming along. You're welcome. This is Joe Doherty saying thanks for listening and we'll speak to you all very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.